the Spanish announce table. Tom, we're back with another week of the Spanish announce table. It's episode 276. We've got Clash of All of the Champions coming up. So we're going to talk a lot about that uh, this week. Uh, Quickly, how are you, man? Doing well. Feeling good. Uh, Generally speaking, been pretty occupied uh, with video games, even though I'm not necessarily a video game aficionado. uh, I will say that I've been diving pretty deep into Madden 20, and then also NBA 2K20 has came out. So I've been playing those two games pretty extensively. Uh, More Madden than NBA 2K20 just because of the football season. Um, I'm more in football mode, but I'm starting uh, my uh, player on NBA 2K20 and his career journey, uh, starting that up here shortly. Uh, I've already got through the first season with my Madden football player. Uh, I won Rookie of the Year, and now I'm going into my second season with the Miami Dolphins, which is really hard because they suck. Yeah, they suck. Um, But yeah, so I've been doing that. Got my football player Garfield Taft. And then my basketball player is Pepper Van Dean. Nice. Well, uh, let's What about jump. you? What have you been up to? Oh, man. Uh, you know, nothing too crazy here. Uh, just, um, you know, wife was out of town playing single dad stuff, uh, running the kids all around, uh, watching football, man, watching the Chiefs, watching the K-State, uh, watching them both win uh, in convincing fashion. So that was fun, man. Yeah, just getting ready, uh, excited for the big uh, clash of the champions coming up this week. Let's start talking about that, huh? Well, let's talk about one of the bigger storylines that's come on recently. Huh? The Raw women's title uh, is on the line, as will every championship be. Uh, Becky and Sasha, what do you think, man? I think it's just leading to a fatal four-way, even though no one will die, of Becky versus Sasha versus Bailey versus Charlotte. I think that's the end goal for what they want to accomplish. They get that blow off match and then they get them to all come together just in time for Ronda Rousey, Ronda Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And all of those girls. That happens at the fatal four way. Those girls come in and just jack them all up. And then leave, and everybody's like, what? Right. You might be onto something there. Well, is there a fatal four-way pay-per-view? Well, I don't know. I mean, know I what, know there used to be. No, but I mean, like, what's the next big pay-per-view after Clash of Champions? Like, what's the big, is it? Oh, I don't know the schedule. But, yeah, I can well, easily we got see. series coming up, right? Survivor Series coming up, so it'll lead to that. So something in between Survivor Series mm-hmm. will be the big, like you're saying, this will be either Becky wins or Sasha wins, and they feign this, like, you know, rematch thing going on. And it, like you said, it turns into a fatal four-way. Winner and takes all. Winner takes all. Right? That's right. the way you do it. Right. All the women's titles, right? They're going to maybe, you know, possibly combine them into one or so we think, right? We're all saying, will they, won't they? And then in come uh, the four horsewomen of MMA, jack everyone up, leave the match laying dead, right? And just mm-hmm. walk out. And then that leads to Survivor Series. I think we booked the territory, Tom. There you go. That's what I think. Now, who's winning this match, though? <laughs> oh, it's going to be Becky. You think Sasha, so? Yeah, get out of here, Sasha. You dollar general pro wrestler. I don't know. Get out of here. No. Yeah, why, would she, why would she win? What is she going to do? Nothing. She's stupid. Yeah. She's going to flick her hair and say, she, Yeah, she's going to keep talking like she's got marbles in her mouth. No, get out of here. The Spanish announce table. Okay, Tom, uh, the great journalists and analysts of the pro wrestling industry that we are, right? And we are 
Um, we uh, were spot on with our analysis of a news story a little while back uh, when we discussed uh, Anthem in the news, possibly Anthem Sports Entertainment, the parent company that owns Impact Wrestling, possibly seeking out to buy Access TV because they were upset about Access TV not wanting Impact Wrestling on their network. And we laughed and we laughed. <laughs> and, uh, Turns out uh, Anthem just bought it. So we can get to the particulars. What are your thoughts here? I still don't know exactly what it means, right? So I assume Impact Wrestling then goes to Access TV. But what about the contract that Access TV has with New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yeah. Right? So New Japan Pro Wrestling airs, I believe, every Friday night on Access TV. So do they now need to find a new network? And then with... Impact Wrestling going to Access TV, is it going to be live or are they going to still do the uh, tape delay similar to what New Japan Pro Wrestling does? Uh, So there's still a lot of questions I have about the deal and how it unfolds. But generally speaking, I think it's good for Impact. Uh, I'm going to be completely transparent and honest with you and the listeners. Uh, The boat has sailed for me on Impact. I tried to give it a chance about six months to a year ago when Joe Hendry and Grado were doing music videos and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's done. But yeah, it's now just... It's it's a (laughs) shell of its old self. And so... You know, with with NWA coming to having a new TV deal, obviously All Elite Wrestling. You still have New Japan, which gives you good matches, but not great stories. Uh, NXT going to the USA Network, which means now they've been elevated. It's just I don't know. Something has to give, and I think even though Impact does get to access TV, unless they make some type of big splash or you know some revolutionary storyline, I'm probably not going to tune in. I'm probably not either. I have tried and tried and tried so many times. Like you said, I'd be like, oh, well, let me check it out now. Right. Like, eh, it looks like it's something and it's not anything. It's so bad every time I watch it. And I don't. Yeah, it just feels like you're you're watching. I don't even know what. Right. Like you like you were saying, something just masquerading of what it used to be. Right. Like it just this never would have gone this long if this company started the way it was now either. It's just the name that's keeping it alive. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got the rascals in there. You've got Brian Cage, but then, you know, Johnny Impact left and Austin Aries had that weird falling out and uh, LAX just recently left for All Elite Wrestling. So it's like, I don't know. Are they even a number three, a number four, a number five? Eh, We'll see. But unless, again, they set the world on fire with some type of character or some type of storyline, Good for them, but not for me, is basically what I'll say. The Spanish announce table. It is not only Clash of Champions, Tom. It is Seth Rollins' a mania, as we are going to be treated to a plethora of Seth Rollins, where we will have the Raw Tag Team titles on the line with Braun and Seth taking on Ziggler and Rude, because, you know, why not? And then eventually the Universal title, Braun and Seth. Uh, let's start with this tag title, because I'm sure that's going to go first. Um uh, they're winning that, right? They're they're leaving. Ziggler and Rude aren't leaving with these tag titles. See, I think Ziggler and Rude are leaving with tag team titles because I think that's what then causes the rift between them and then the all out, you know, fighting in the crowd, fighting up the ramp uh, type of match between Rollins and Braun. 
for the universal title. So I do think that by some type of, you know, drive by shoulder into Rollins or maybe a, uh, you know, super kick that hits Braun in the chin, uh, some type of, you know, miscue like that uh, allows Rude and Ziggler to win the tag team titles. And then that in turn gets them to go face to face new ref comes in or maybe the same ref stays, you know, signals for the bell. And now we've got punches and punches and punches and punches. And then Braun throws Seth out of the ring. And then we get a brawl and then we're into the match. And then that's where I think Seth Rollins still retains. But I think, yeah, we get the tag titles off of Seth and Braun uh, so that they can then just focus singularly on the universal title. But uh, as you had mentioned, Seth Rollins, a mania, uh, this is actually the second time, if memory serves me correct, that Seth Rollins is p- pulling double duty mm-hmm. uh, at Clash of Champions. Because if you remember, he was the United States and WWE champion, uh, and he faced John Cena and Sting, which would turn out to be Sting's last match. Right. Yeah. So this is not the first time Seth Rollins has two matches in one night at Clash of Champions, which is kind of a fun uh, fact for you. But um, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, you might have sold me on that. I guess you're right. that It does. Ziggler and Rude have to come away with it. And you know what? That'll probably be good for Ziggler and Rude because, you know, at least, you know, they'll get in a tag team title feud with somebody, right? Probably a younger tag team, right? I picture like a heavy Heavy machinery. machinery. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, you know, why not? That could be fun, right? Um, could be. Depends on the writing. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that is the catalyst for the ultra fight that comes later in the show, right? So... Um, but uh, is Braun winning the universal title or what do you think? No, I still think, think yeah. I, I still think it's Seth. I think they're treating, uh, Braun Strowman. I think the, I think it maybe one time there was flirtation with making Braun Strowman the champion and then putting him on the shows to say, look at our big, you know, strong man champion. But I think that ship has sailed. And I think now, uh, we're going more with Braun Strowman, the special attraction, watch him, you know, tip over an ambulance or throw over a truck or something like that. And it's going to be Seth Rollins is our good looking walking the, you know, red carpet at the ESPYs and things of that nature. So that's why I think, uh, generally speaking, Seth Rollins will still stay the champion because I think, uh, going into a survivor series that we've got coming up and then Royal rumble, he needs to be in some interesting feuds that keeps him as the uh, main event for those uh, big attractions. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's, it is Seth Rollins mania. They, he is the thing, but I, what does Braun do? What do we do with Braun following this then? Cause doesn't he just look bitched out after this then? I mean, what do we do with Braun Strowman? Is he just the new big show? Well, yeah, I do think he's the new big show, but he's a cooler big show. Cause he's not doing like face heel face heel i think he could easily say you know by some type of well but he's never really gone like the only time that i can really think of him as a true heel and even then he was kind of still being cheered was his feud with roman reigns after that he's kind of always been babyface right you think of him winning the tag titles with the child you think of him winning uh the um uh, the Abu Dhabi greatest battle Royal or whatever the fuck that was called. Uh, he was babyface Then I still always kind of think of him as a babyface outside of that one feud that got him over with Roman reigns. Uh, so I, I could easily see him, you know, uh, losing this by roll up or some type of way that he thinks wasn't legit, but it was. 
And then the next night on Raw, he's, you know, uh, doing a double body slam on the B team and he's grabbing R Truth's, you know, 24, maybe he wins the 24 7 title and then let's see who takes the belt off of him, right? That's what you could do. I think that would be fun. Right, that could he's be really 20, fun. Yeah. Right, he's a twenty four seven champion. People don't even try, and no <laughs> one chases. Yeah, yeah, no one chases him. He's he like, someone the, fight me. Yeah, he starts doing like, the Alistair Black in the room thing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, someone fight me, and everyone's like, no, you're good, man. Uh, go great, ahead and man. keep that. Good for Longest you. reigning champ. Good job. Mm-hmm. And you could just have those fun little skits because again, I think he's more of a special attraction than a top star where he's sleeping on a plane a la Jinder Mahal, but when R-Truth tries to cover him, you know, he gets power slammed uh, through the, you know, bathroom door, whatever it is. Right. Um, so that's where I think he'll go after this. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, he needs... Yeah. The, the trick becomes if Braun Strowman thinks he's a top guy, how do they handle that? Because, yeah, it's, it's clearly they don't think he's going to be. And, I mean, I, you know, we try to stay a little more storyline driven, but I like those ideas. I like the, the 24-7 champion idea a lot. But, yeah, Seth Rollins wins this thing, man. It's going to be Seth Rollins all the way through. Gosh, the rumble and on to Mania, isn't it? It's just going to be. Well, yeah, I think, well, I think either it's at Mania or Ro- Royal Rumble uh, or even Survivor Series, but I think the big match for Seth Rollins is Roman Reigns. So I don't know how we get there or what happens, but uh, and we'll get to it in a little bit later in the show. But Roman Reigns is in neutral, even though that was the Who Done It thing. I mean, he's fighting goddamn Eric Rowan at Clash of Champions. Right. Like, who the fuck cares about that? So Wait, he's without in a neutral. championship on the line, <laughs> right? But so he's in neutral. So we need to revamp and, you know, push him back to the moon. Well, who do we do that? His best friend, friend versus friend. What do we do? That's where I think the money for Seth Rollins is champion and Roman Reigns is challenger. I think that's where that gets paid off is at one of those big shows. Not the big show, but you know what I mean. The Spanish announce table. Tom, we spent a lot of time telling folks how they can go to our website spanishannouncetable.net and use our amazon affiliate link how you can use our merch table link and you can buy something and you can own something and then we'll get a cut of it and thereby you'll be supporting the spanish announce table but what about those folks who maybe aren't into material possessions, right? Maybe they're not into consumerism, right? Maybe they just really love the show and they want to support us financially without, you know, having another useless trinket that they don't know what to do with. I've got a solution for them, Tom, and do maybe you? you know what I'm going, but you've heard of this small company called PayPal? I have heard of PayPal. Uh-huh. Yes, so, I do know of PayPal. Yeah, also on SpanishNowsTable.net, we're helping out again, like we helped out Amazon before, this young startup company, mm-hmm. uh, where you can go to our website, SpanishNowsTable.net, and there's a donate button, and you can just use PayPal, you use our email address, tableshow at gmail.com, and you can just donate us whatever you feel like, right? If you want to donate us a dollar, if you want to give us $10, if you want to give us, you know, $20,000, whatever you feel like. You can give to us by using tableshow at gmail.com through this PayPal link. And I think that's a great way to show your philanthropy, show how good of a person you are, and that you support the arts, right? I mean, people will respect you for this, right? Yes, they will. You need to help us, one, financially, because this podcast ain't free, and two, visit a new startup company website, Mm -hmm. paypal.com. Check it out. 
donate to us and let us know your user experience on PayPal uh, in the comment section of your donation. Let us know if they're doing well. We like to keep mm-hmm. tabs on these startups we can like help Amazon them. and Google and PayPal. So, yes, let us know how your user experience was when you donate to Spanish Announce Table. Uh, the other thing that I will say is, as you had mentioned, this is art. And you know what? When you're supporting the art, you're supporting Earth. And you can't spell Earth without art. So I say donate to Spanish Announce Table and do your deed as a citizen of this world. The Spanish Announce Table. Is Kofi Mania going to die at Clash of the Champions, Tom? What's uh, what say you? Yes. Yes, it's done. It is done because as I just uh, kind of foreshadowed what I think the big payoff for Seth Rollins as champion uh, will be against Roman Reigns, I think the big payoff for the New Day is the dynamic of Kofi feels like he needs to get his title back. Meanwhile, Big E or Xavier Woods becomes number one contender. And how do the New Day now coexist with the new guy as the number one contender? Meanwhile, Kofi thinks his title uh, should be his again. So that's where I think eventually we get a payoff with the New Day. Maybe that happens at Royal Rumble. Maybe that happens uh, at WrestleMania. I don't know. But I think this is the catalyst to start that next storyline. And and Randy Orton, ever since post-evolution, I felt like he's been a certifiable, great transitional champion. You think of him losing to The Miz. You think of him losing to Jinder Mahal. Uh, So he's that established star that can get the next person they give a shot on. Um, And so what I think is, Randy Orton goes into SmackDown Live on Fox as your champion, right? Because that right. all checks all the boxes. And then we have a new number one contender. And then we have Kofi saying that he, the title should be his. Meanwhile, you know, maybe Big E gets on an, uh, a win streak and becomes the number one contender. That's the, your secondary storyline. But then Randy Orton and said number one contender, let's just say for the sake of this podcast, it's Ali. Because right. Ali's always been like, if it wasn't injured, you know. Right. Um, and they have history because who injured him? It was right. Randy Orton, there right? Uh, so, yes, going back to your original question, I think this is where Kofi Mania ends. Uh, and we get Act 2 with Kofi, but it's Randy Orton as the established champion going into a network deal with Fox. Uh, and then getting the new person over on the network show, SmackDown Live. Well, let me tell you why you're wrong, Tom, because that would be an amazing storyline that you just wrote. The problem is they will not hire T-Mac, and you did not write it. And uh, I think uh, Kofi wins just because they don't know what to do, and I don't think they really have a plan. This was just, yeah, this would be a good match. Uh, And they're like, oh, Kofi, uh, you know. Well, then I will task you with this. Let's mm. just say that is the, 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 um, the decision that goes forward after clash of champions. So Kofi then gets a new challenger, obviously, but the bigger question that I have to you is then what would you do post feud with Randy Orton? Man, I liked where they were going with this revival thing, but I almost feel like to keep going with that, he would have to win the title. But I would go down that avenue probably somehow, some way, right? Like he feels wronged by that, right? And he's going to take out, uh, you know what I mean, people until he gets what he wants, right? So uh, he's just going to create chaos, right? 
uh, and maybe gets the revival, right? And maybe he goes after all the new-ish guys, right? Because they're so the revival is still that old school, right? That still fits their thing. And he's the legend killer, but now he's going after these new legends, right? Like the new, mm-hmm. right? And he's just going after the, you know, to finally get to the Kofi, right? The newest of the, you know what I mean? Like the, the whatever, right? Like to get back there, right? Yeah, that's the route I'd go. So he starts taking out, oh, I don't know. Uh, who are we talking about? Right? He takes out Ali again, right? He takes out Buddy Murphy. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? He takes out, uh, gosh, whoever, right? Anybody that could be considered Gable. fresh, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Just starts taking care of business with the revival in tow until he gets back to, you know what I mean? To to the who he's going after, right? What I would do if I was tasked with the uh, challenge I gave to you mm-hmm. is I would have him go off of TV after he loses this Sunday and he's just not seen for a while. Right. And then remember we got someone looking for a fight in Alistair black. Mm-hmm. Well, who better to fight than the legend killer Viper himself. And you can get some amazing promos with the dark sinister, uh, overtones of Alistair black with the Viper, you know, uh, voices in my head, psychotic Randy Orton. I think that's a match made in hell that would just be pushed right to the middle of the card where it's established, like, you know, get you from eight to nine o'clock or whatever it is you're, you know, in in the one true time zone, it, it airs from seven to nine. So what I'm talking about is that eight o'clock, uh, top of the hour. Right. That's a great feud for that, um, time slot. And so that's what I would do is I would put Randy Orton with Alistair black as a, all right, you want to fight? I fight and I'm psychotic too. So let's see what you got. The Spanish announce table. All right, on Night of the Champions, we're going to have a match with no champions, but it is going to be a no DQ match. Reigns versus Rowan, apparently the mastermind behind all of the dastardly um, near-death experiences uh, that Roman uh, was subject to. Uh, The instinct is Roman wins, right? But is Rowan win? Or Roman wins, right? But is Rowan going to find a way to win this? I got Rowan. Mm -hmm. You know why? Mm-mm. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it would I have to be Daniel right. Daniel Bryan makes his way down to the ring during the match, does a whole like, Rowan, how could you betray me? How could you betray me? Right. Gets in the ring as, uh, you know, a big body slam to, or the that head uh, choke slam thing that Rowan right. does, right? He mm-hmm. does that to Roman. Roman kicks out at two. Daniel Bryan makes his way to the ring, gets into the ring. Is talking down to to Rowan. How could you betray me? You know we're on the same team. Da 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 da. Roman gets to his feet. Right as he gets to his feet, Daniel Bryan run does that running knee, hits him in the temple. Ha ha ha! And then we get a two on one beat down. And then of course Daniel Bryan, the the dastardly heel, reveals that he was actually the mastermind, and Rowan. Uh, played his part perfectly, and then it's a two-on-one match at the next pay-per-view. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Roman. How can Roman overcome the odds? It was me, Roman. It was me all along. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I think happened. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to give you that you hit the nail on the head here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, even aside from that, even it feels like for whatever reason they're like, yeah, Rowan. Right, that they see something in this guy, uh, but no, it's it it 
that's almost a little too hard for me to believe. So I do think you're right. I do think Rowan wins, but because of Daniel Bryan and it kind of continues the feud on down. The or road. yeah. Or it's a Roman Reigns wins via disqualification. But at the end of the night, Rowan and Daniel Bryan are walking out with their heads held high. Something like that. The Spanish announce table. Tom, there's an old saying in this wrestling industry that uh, to beat or to be the man, as it were, you got to beat the man. Um, apparently, Ric Flair is taking offense to the man, Becky Lynch, not having beat the man, right? Like, uh, and he's threatening WWE with legal action, uh, claiming that he has sort of, you know, what we would say here, what trademark rights, if you will, to that term, which, uh, you know, I don't know that he ever necessarily used the man as a marketing tool for himself, but he did use that phrase almost every night. So, man, this feels like a complicated issue, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the estate of Buddy Rogers is watching attentively. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. Ric Flair, the well, nature yeah. boy buddy rogers well, there's that, you rip yeah. that completely off like how are you now going to be upset well, that someone's ripping your and gimmick she's off not. Or phrase and off? she's not she's not ripping off his phrase and she's not ripping off his gimmick she's not parading around like the new rick flair with a robe on and acting mm-hmm. like she's taking everyone to space mountain again she's arguably acting more like steve austin right like she's mm-hmm. uh not as well but um she definitely i nothing conjures up rick flair by the name or the nope yeah, or the just, look or the attitude or anything. And if, you know, generally speaking, let's be honest, even though to be, you know, to be the man, to you have to beat the man was coined by Ric Flair. In almost every industry, you hear like, that's the man, right? You go to right. a sales call and they're like, man, this is the number one guy. He's the man at whatever it is, right? You go yeah. to a construction crew, you know, it. The man is not a specific to pro wrestling well, it's term. Not. It's a generally, you know, and uh, the, used term. The deal here with like trademark and copyright laws like that, it's not just even that like, well, she's saying she's the man and I always said to be the man to beat the man, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, but you didn't use the term the man as like a marketing tool for you. You didn't have it on shirts. You didn't have it on uh, gear you didn't have you weren't saying it in promos like because i'm the man right like it, that's not how it was like there there is no that's why she's fine to do this i think in the eyes of the law you know which i mean all mm-hmm. that'll shake out obviously i am no copyright lawyer here but um you know what i do know yeah, is I those just, canadian fucks that stole our name need to stop yeah yeah you canadian hat uh america's hat you canadian damn shit in our hat even yeah uh, <laughs> uh I, yeah, I just feel like of all the people to be upset about gimmick infringement, the guy that goes by Nature Boy the second time yeah. should be shutting up a little bit. Well, and didn't he say like his whole goal when he came in was he was going to steal Dusty Rhodes' gimmick? Yeah, <laughs> right. So he says like, that in hey, every guy. fucking interview he does. Like, yeah, like let's let's be honest and let's also have a little bit of transparency. Everything in pro wrestling is stolen from someone else. Right. Right. So let's not act like we're all, you know, individual artists coming up with our own masterpiece. Yeah. That's a uh, little bit of everything that Austin Hogan podcast from a few weeks back. They both like laugh and giggle about the shit they stole from other people. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So so. I don't know. Ric Flair just seems like he's a little bit, 
uh, of a, a sour puss here. And maybe he's upset because, you know, financially he's a little scared and he's coming to the end of his life. And so he doesn't want to leave this earth broke. Maybe there's a little, uh, you know, truth serum to what he's saying here. But if that's the case, well, then I don't know, write another book or go on another TV show. Like there's other ways to make money than just souring yeah, relationships do, with Seth Rollins uh, and Becky Lynch and Triple H. I bet you uh, TLC or USA Network picks up following Flair and, uh, you know, yeah, what I mean? easily living with mm-hmm. Flair, right? Like just I don't know, something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This feels. Yeah, it feels almost it, it doesn't even feel like attention grabbing or like a reach. It almost like you're saying feels like, oh no, man, is he doing this because he has to? Like it almost Yeah. Which may not be the case, like but me. that's what it feels like, right? Yeah. The Spanish announce table. From one flare to another, Tom. Let's talk Charlotte Flair. She's uh got a smackdown women's title match up against Bailey, the new mean Bailey. What do you think? Well, I think it's weird because, I don't know, two heels going against each other. I don't know how to feel. I hope they, they fucking both lose. Double knockout. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a two-face match if, is different. Yeah. Because, you know? uh, yeah, with this, Bailey is beating up Ember Moon, and Charlotte's talking like a heel. So I personally come away going like, well, fuck both of them. Right. You know, assholes. I want Ember Moon to be the champ. And so going into a match with these two, fuck off. Like, it's very similar to if, you know, in real sports when it's the the Patriots versus the Cowboys or, uh, you know, uh, two guys in MMA I don't like. It's like, I hope they fucking tie or double knockout and then they move on. You know, like, that's how I feel about this match because fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. I, um, it is. <laughs> It is kind of like, well, yeah, who cares here, right? If, if, although I do want to, I feel like I almost have to pull this soundbite now that you said you want Ember Moon to be the champion. Like, I want to capture that moment in time because no, you don't. I do. <laughs> hey, look, I told you, like, this character and version of who she is absolutely sucks. But if she turns into, you know, uh, undead wizard undertaker bray wyatt kane like i'm a hundred percent down with that yeah That's instead of the, cosplay comic book nerd yeah because of all the women in the history of wwe that i can think of whoever had superpowers None. like an undertaker None. or makes the lights go out and come back like a bray wyatt or has fire and pyro and comes from hell like kane like we no. need to do that with the women's division. If we're talking about equality and what better character than this fucking weird, you know, cool rock star swaying hips, 15 different colors, weird eye contacts. Like that's the perfect person to do it. But like you said, she's a cosplayer acting like a, you know, undead wizard, not being one, yeah. even though I know it's all kayfabe, but you get what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but it's, it, it's the Bailey, redone as a comic book nerd instead of just like a hugging schoolgirl, right uh, you know what exactly. i mean it's just it's really it, it's easy and it's weak you know like mm-hmm. it's just like who gives a shit who wants to like even a comic book nerd isn't like yes right because comic book nerds like comic books because they like you know what i mean like a superhero goddamn it <laughs> like when, well, well yeah <laughs> most people probably think they could do it better than ember moon right yeah it's just i don't know yeah that's a weird one but um uh i think so what do you think though who wins this man it's bailey right 
Uh, yeah. And that's again where I think eventually we get the fatal four way again where no one dies, but that's how Bailey and Sasha can keep their upper hand as one of them is champion. And then the other side, one of them, either Becky or Charlotte needs to be the champion. But I think with Becky being on the cover of a video game, things like that, that's why they're going to keep the title on her. So again, that balances out, you know, the other side of the argument, thus all four of them get in the ring together. You know, winner takes all. Becky says, I'm going to be Becky two belts for the second time. Charlotte's going to say, I'm going to be the 10 time champion this time, unifying the titles. You know, Bailey's going to hug all the titles and the boss needs all the rings. All of them have their stupid storylines, but that's what I think happens. You just said exactly the shit they're going to say too. And it, oh, <laughs> I know, right? It's so it's so lazy. It's, it's so all formulaic. Lazy. It's very yeah. formulaic. It is when there was a time like this for men's wrestling, right? Like I would say post when the Attitude Era was dying out in WCW 2000, and like everybody's trying to come out with a chant because it worked so well in the Attitude Era, you know, and it's just like just formulaic just oh this feels yeah almost well i was thinking of the time period when uh dx 2.0 was dying out and they kept doing edge versus john cena versus Shawn michaels versus triple h and it was just bop 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 cena cena bop 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 cena cena like that was the whole fucking period of wrestling then Oh yeah, when it was like uh, when it was either Orton versus Cena or Edge versus Cena, right? Remember that? Yeah, like and then was... you had Shawn Michaels and Triple H going like, "We're here too." Oh, okay, gosh. cool. Yeah, great guys. <laughs> Do you remember what I'm talking about? Like 2011, 2012, like when Chris Jericho came back with the overhyped babyface heel thing that he was doing and like mm-hmm. Seamus was being pushed a lot and Del Rio was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was miserable. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I'm out of toilet paper. And okay. I know a great place I can buy toilet paper. They'll ship it right to your house. It's called Amazon.com. Is that a startup? Nah, you know, they've been around for a little bit. I think they're gaining a good share of the market. And that's why we want to support them now. Gotcha. Um, Don't listen to any past things we've said about them. They're great. But what we would like you to do, though, is because they offer this program, is don't go directly to Amazon.com. And I'm speaking to you, the listeners here. Uh, You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, right? We're the only people they do this for. We're the only people they do this Mm -hmm. for. You go to Mm SpanishAnnounceTable.net. We've got an Amazon link at the top of the page. You click on that. It will take you to Amazon.com. And you will pay the same price as you would if you went there directly. The thing is... Jeff Bezos will give us some of that cashola, right? That money, 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 right? Those greenbacks and DiBiase-backed dollars, right? And we need that so we can keep the show free for you. You've had some experience with this, yes? Yeah. You know, I would definitely encourage all people listening uh, to support that uh, young startup company, Amazon. And while you do it, uh, support this juggernaut of a podcast as we grow bigger and better and better each and every week. Uh, so let us, the Spanish announce table army, give a little rub to the small guy, Amazon, and go there by first going to our website, clicking on their link. So now you're exposed to this young startup company. And then, like Tim said, buy some toilet paper, maybe, maybe buy some tennis shoes. Hey, even get a T-shirt. And if you're not into all that stuff, you know, maybe you could just get a personal item for you yourself. But 
before you go to that young startup company, visit this juggernaut of a website, mm-hmm. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. You go to the biggest, baddest podcast recorded on a Wednesday night website, and you click on that link, and then that is what you do to get us some kickback so that we can show that little startup that we have a voice. The Spanish Announce Table. All right, we've got a women's tag team title match at Clash of the Champions. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on Fire and Desire, and I feel like they're going to give it to Fire and Desire here. Yeah, I don't know what... So the cool thing to do, what I would do, because I like I like the story of the loner, the seclusion, the scared uh, psych- psychopath, right? That's what I always tend to go to. That's why ECW is near and dear to my heart, because a lot of those characters are like that, right? Right. What I would do is because obviously, I don't know for what, whatever reason, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are the baby faces, apparently. And Fire and Desire are making fun of Nikki Cross because she's ugly, right? Look at Mandy Rose. Look at Nikki Cross. Even though beauty is in the eye of the beholder, obviously Nikki Cross is married, so someone thinks she's attractive, but whatever. What I would do is have Alexa Bliss during the match or you know before whatever come to this realization that, yeah, what am I doing with the ugly girl? And through the match turns on Nikki cross fire and desire get the belts. But then Alexa bliss aligns herself with the th- other two of them. Then they become a stable, almost like the beautiful people in TNA. And then they start taking out girls in the women's division. And then you get Nikki cross to really lose her shit. Mm-hmm. And then we get real crazy. Nikki cross, the Nikki cross that I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah, because this pairing just, I don't know, man, this Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross pairing. Well, you know? I like the i like the pairing as far as Nikki Cross looking up to Alexa Bliss. It would be cool if they got creative and had Alexa Bliss, like, if you want to look like me, you do this. And you have mm. Nikki Cross failing at all of these things to be like Alexa Bliss to then realize, hey, actually, you're, you're kind of a shit. I, I'm good of who I am, right? right? I love who I am kind of thing. But they're not even doing that. They're just like, hey, no, they're friends. See, they they went on a spa date together. Yeah. Isn't that neat? Uh, so <laughs> that's the stuff I'd like for them to do. But going back to who wins, I think it's fire and desire. But I think Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross just lose. And then we just move on. The Spanish announce table. More tag team titles on the line, this time the SmackDown versions with Big E and Xavier Woods of the New Day taking on the Revival, which I isn't, is Revival SmackDown? I, I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they are. You know, right. who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I kind of, who the fuck cares about this match is kind of how I am too. I don't, I don't know. Even though they were involved in the Ophi Court. Uh, a Kofi Orton thing like I, I you know I just this match doesn't draw me for any reason yeah I don't care about it hopefully it's on the kickoff show and I miss it because honestly there's <laughs> no steam to what they're saying so I don't give a shit right <laughs> hopefully it's on the <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully I miss right it. I mean don't yeah. you wish that like something mm-hmm. has to be on the kickoff show they really haven't indicated what that is it's obviously not gonna oh. be Roman Reigns and Rowan because of Roman Reigns. So fuck, 
Well, cruiserweight mm-hmm. and oh, there's at least two, right? So oh, it's cruiserweight yeah, okay. and then what else? So if yeah. I can put this on there, who cares? They suck. The Spanish announce table. All right, Tom. NXT. I think what in in a week's time we're recording this on Wednesday because this is the best podcast recorded on a Wednesday. Uh, it is the best podcast, but. On the 18th, I believe, right? They start on the USA Network, right? NXT? Uh, that is correct. With a street fight between Killian Dane and Matt Riddle. Um, interesting of note, too. The first two weeks, I think they put out there that uh, for the first two weeks, because it'll be a two-hour show now, um, first two weeks, you'll have to catch the first hour on the USA Network and the second hour on the WWE Network. Um, now, that's not what we're here for. The real news story here is WWE and Full Sail University announced the following WWE and Full Sail University have expanded their partnership as NXT will now emanate weekly from Full Sail Live and air on Wednesday nights live on USA Network. Um, so uh, they're going to emanate from Full Sail Live and air live Wednesday night, so they won't be traveling this thing, it sounds like, and they're going to uh, keep it as is, although this is going to be two hours now, which I think is probably going to be good for the NXT brand, right? I'm okay with the two hours. I think an hour and a half is the perfect amount of uh, wrestling weekly for any type of wrestling show. Uh, But obviously 30 more minutes means more money for the company. Business is stupid. Whatever. I'll cave on that. But if they're staying at full sale, which it seems like that's what they're doing, I'm a million percent behind that. I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm of the belief... And this goes a little bit bigger, uh, just generally speaking, than just pro wrestling. But I'm, I'm a huge proponent of when something's great, you make it uh, so desirable that there's a line going out of the door, right? So if there's a restaurant that's fantastic, you don't make a second location. You keep that first one a waiting list of a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is how I personally like business. I don't like the, well, if it's good, then let's do more. No, no, no. If it's good, make it to where people can't resist not watching what they're being provided or going to the restaurant. And so full sale makes NXT. And that's my point. So don't take NXT to Kansas city or Memphis or San Jose Keep it in full sale. Let the chance be organic. Now you take the the NXT takeovers and you put that in all the cities, but you take the Prince bread Center. and butter. Yeah, but you take the bread and butter and you keep it where the bread and butter's made, which is full sale university. Around the corner, fudge is made. I know that, right? That's a true fact. Yeah, I think Trump taught me that. All right, so uh, I do like very much that NXT will stay at full sale university right um it's worked this far it it, like you said it has made it what it is they it would be foolish of them to not think it's part of the reason right like it's the house uh, that you know what i mean that it was raised in so yeah i like that a lot i am interested to see how this two-hour thing goes because you know even in the hour shows, I've seen some bums get in there, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Some so, local talent, you know? So now, will they distribute some of the people? Like, even if it's considered a lesser of the three brands, right? Even if it's not, 
you know what I mean? Uh, you know, considered a main roster brand or whatever, they could still stand to do more Tyler Breezes and, and Breezangos, right? Like, get these folks over to NXT that are doing nothing, right? Let's get Rusev back over there then, for Christ's sakes. You know what I mean? If you're not going to do anything with them, let's get them back over here. Like, I, I don't know. No, I agree. And we'll see if that happens. Uh, but when the Rusev appears at full sale, that's a different reaction than if Rusev appears on the road in Green Bay or, you know, uh, Chicago, it's going to be like, oh, so it's a show now and he's there. But if he appears at full sale, it's going to be like, oh, shit, we finally get a main roster guy here at full sale. This is awesome. And then you get all the fun types of uh, chants and things like that. Uh, and so that's what I think will make the full sale NXT USA show, honestly, probably the best of all three. The Spanish announce table. The Intercontinental Championship will be on the line at Clash of Champions. And it's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura taking on The Miz. And this just, uh, you know, feels quick, thrown together to an extent. And um, the Sami Zayn thing with The Undertaker thing, which obviously we're not going to get too deep into because it's not part of the Clash of Champions, as it were, I guess. But that is that, are we not doing the Nakamura thing with Sami Zayn now? Or what, what's going on? Oh, no, we are. We just needed someone to take a choke slam. Who's going to take a choke slam? The loud mouth. There it is. One off. Yeah, the new heat Get it slider. out of there. Yeah, well, but, you know, he's more of a catch-all. Yeah, and maybe that has something to do with it. But I do think that we're going to get uh, Sami Zayn walking out with Nakamura probably causes a, a distraction that allows Nakamura to beat uh, The Miz. You know, they're both kind of in a holding pattern, although I do think they're trying to start something new with Nakamura, and this is probably the first two, you know, kind of yeah, uh, steps in that process process but i think the miz is just in a holding pattern um and we'll see what happens yeah i think nakamura wins you're right i think if, if Sami Zayn's there he's involved and he's the reason if not it's a low blow or something you know what i mean nakamura you know does something uh and miz you know miz can take it uh if we're being honest right like as you said he's in a holding pattern and he's gonna be the miz no matter what he does right so uh yeah easy money right i would bet the, you know <laughs> You probably can't make much off a bet on this one anyway, because I'm sure it's not coming. The Spanish announce table. Tom, I want to take a second and talk about uh, the Spanish announce merch table. If you were unaware, those of you listening, we have a merch table, just like you'd see at every other pro wrestling event. But this one's digital. It's a digital merch table because it's 2019 because we're cool like that. Tom, uh, you care to share them uh, some details about the merch table? Yeah, the merch table has almost any and every desire you could have, uh, right? So we have t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, flask, mouses, not the animals, but the kind that you what? use uh, in conjunction with a computer. Uh, you have coffee mugs. Uh, I think we're getting hats here soon. I mean, anything that you would want that has Spanish announce table, uh, we will have it for you. Uh, it really helps us out, and it's really cool just being completely transparent. Uh, it's really cool to see online, you know, some of our loyal listeners posting pictures with them wearing the T-shirts. Uh, I've seen those in the past, and I want to see them in the future. Uh, so if you do go to the merch table, get a T-shirt, get a mug, get whatever you want, and then let us know. Let us see it, and uh, 
help support the podcast. Yeah, do that. You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. At the top of the page, there's a link that says Merch Table, and Tom's right. Anything you want with the Spanish Announce Table logo, uh, if it's not on there, let us know by sending us an email to tableshow at gmail.com, and we will find a way to get it on there. And if you want a live mouse, uh, hit me up, man. Maybe we can work something. The Spanish Announce Table. Okay, we got AJ Styles defending his United States title against Cedric Alexander. And I don't think Cedric Alexander is coming close to winning this. What do you think? I agree. This is just because every title needs to be defended. Who can also do the flips and shits with AJ Styles? Well, Cedric Alexander. And apparently we like him a lot because he seems to be hovering around the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns of the world. So, yeah, put him in a match with uh, AJ Styles. Now, the club's not in a match, uh, so obviously they're going to get involved, cost him the match. No one cares if Cedric Alexander wins or loses at this point. Uh, AJ needs to keep a title to keep his heel uh, fun going. And so, yeah, he wins the title, and we keep uh, the train moving to the next thing. Yeah, I just don't see any way. I mean, unless they were going to do another month of Cedric Alexander being the you know the target of the club or something but yeah it's it's got to be AJ Styles and then again because Cedric Alexander can take that and he can go away and nobody will be like but what's next for Cedric Alexander right so uh yeah it's got to be AJ Styles all the way bet the bar yeah however one thing that I did want to mention is how fun was AJ Styles and Stone Cold Steve Austin's interaction on Raw I love oh, the yeah. uh, AJ Styles making fun of Stone Cold. Oh, I'm going to go down there, stomp a mud hole in your ass. Burp, 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 burp. Like he was, that was probably some of the best heel promo work AJ Styles has done since the beat up John Cena stuff. Uh, and man, he can take a stunner. He did it a la The Rock the first time with like the inverted flip after the, the stunner. And then after the show went off, he took just a traditional stunner. Uh, but AJ Styles, man, I tell you what, he is just phenomenal, pun intended. The Spanish announce table. All right, we do this a little bit uh, in reverse because, hey, maybe you've stopped listening to the podcast already. And if you have, you know what, shame on you, even though you can't hear this. Um, but we're going to do probably what's going to be on the kickoff show is the cruiserweight title to end this here. Uh, Drew Gulak, Lince Dorado. Uh, what's the other guy's name? I don't even know. Triple threat. Uh, cruiserweight title gulag's gonna win this right yeah i mean this is again just for the flips and shits but then let's keep the title on the guy that can cut the promos and make the brand at least somewhat viable i don't know how much longer 205 lasts uh it seems like it's on its last leg drew gulag seems like a great champion you know initially when he did the whole no fly zone i thought that was great he's been the most consistent character since inception to today uh, in 205 Live, so I will credit him that, but I, no, it's the most boring show yeah. WWE does. Well, it would help, too, that NXT brand, right? If they took the best of that and just kind of filtered it into the NXT, yeah. right? And now we got the two right, hours just, right, you know? Yeah, and let some of these guys go. As much as, you know, Brian Kendrick and Daniel Bryan are, are friends, fuck off, Brian Kendrick. No offense, but get what I'm saying? Like, if you're not going to do anything and apparently they're not going to give you anything... Go to AEW or go to now Impact. They're on Access TV. So the, we can cut some of the fat, right? Uh, Grand Matalik or whatever who wrestled Brave Mysterio on Monday. That's cool, but I don't fucking care. Like, he doesn't do anything. Whatever. Get out of here. So 
I don't know. This brand, to me, if it's always going to stay on the kickoff show, which it feels like it always will, well, let's just get rid of it. No one respects it. Even the hardcores that watch it, I think, uh, think it's boring. I've talked to a few people who do watch 205 Live consistently, and it's just a boring show. So let's just scrap it. Yeah, I would scrap it too. I've never really ever, even if you try to watch it, right? I'm just like, I'm not doing this. I can't. I don't like the wrestling style for one. And then, yeah, the, looking beyond that the show is boring and uh the people will be better used somewhere else and yeah uh lince dorado is not your next stone cold you can let him go right like you don't have to be worried that AEW is gonna make this guy a star because you know it's not also gonna happen by the way guys that everybody keeps talking about sean spears isn't this made star over in AEW. like it he had a big moment or two and like yeah he's bigger than he was in wwe but he's not household damn name now you know what i mean and i don't see it like happening anytime soon just because they go on tnt either like uh, they've got to be rid of this worry of like we can't let the talent go like why Mm -hmm. not the worrying (laughs) of yeah the worrying of everyone now there are you know obviously exceptions but yes the worrying of the grand metaliques or the uh um gallagher you know uh or jack gallagher or whatever his name is or the Heath Slater, for Christ's sakes. Like, yeah, or Titus O'Neil's. Like, let's just cut some of the fat. It's it's okay. It's you guys are bloated and constipated. You need a little trimming, you know. Uh, Although some of this, I'm sure, is they are doing more of the you know Titus is doing the dad stuff and they do the radio shows and they do the TVs that it uh, takes some of that off the folks that are actually out on the road doing the wrestling. Well, then just don't fucking know. do it. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. It's fucking stupid. No one listens to radio anymore. Like you don't well, need to do and, it. And how about the like the house show model, right? Like, could they not? You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it anymore. Couldn't you make that same amount of money by making the other events a bigger deal and getting in a bigger venue? Maybe you know, like yes, uh, yes, you could, Tim. That's what's called <laughs> business, smart business, instead of being fucking greedy. Yeah, well, yeah, who knows? Well, let's wrap this up. Clash of Champions. What do you think? I mean, there's a few good spots in here that I'm looking forward to seeing, aren't you? I mean. Maybe. Well, you want my honest opinion? Hmm. Do you want my honest opinion, Tim? Yeah, I do. I forgot it was this weekend. Yeah. That's how much it's been fucking hyped up in my mind is I went, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. Sunday. I, it, again, we're just waiting till October. So until October comes, I don't give a shit. Let's be honest. Who cares? I feel no, like we've no been waiting for something for a long time now, though. Yeah, we've you know, been waiting been like, 10 months for like, October. It's been like, wait for this. No, wait for this. No, wait for this. Well, just wait. You know, eh. wait I think this the is the last split. leg. Mm. Well, I think this is the last leg of Fox WWE, right? right? I mean, I will say it was exciting and cool on Saturdays when I was watching the college football games to see a WWE promo through those games. And on Sunday when it's the Cowboys and I think Giants playing and you get the promo of stone cold steve austin becky lynch and all those guys uh guys and girls uh so that part is cool so to me this is the last this is the last hope until i go like you know what i'm just gonna watch the network gonna watch all old shit i just bought an ecw shirt might as well just go relive those days well yeah or just soothing nxt and AEW instead you know what i mean like you know yeah, just maybe that's that my while, course of action you know? evolve hey evolve is out there i really enjoyed evolve 133 and 134 maybe that's the road i go down is just investing in that we'll see but yeah going back to clash champions i think this is the last pay-per-view before the next hope 
And so, okay, it'll happen. Is this the sunset, right, on this era, right? We're going to get into this, what might be a true brand split, or at least a truer brand split here, maybe, right? Um, Yeah, geez, I don't know, man. Uh, Time will tell, but that time is fast approaching. And we do have this for Sunday, and, you know, like you said, it probably won't be the most memorable. It probably won't be the most thing that I pay the most attention to either, right? I may catch up and kind of be like, oh, yeah, skip this match. But, you know, hey, it's a good alternative if the Sunday night football game sucks, right? Like if it's a 30-3 to by halftime, and I don't even know who's playing, but if it's absolutely dreadful, okay, I'll watch Seth Rollins' Braun Strowman, right? Right. But on the contrary – if Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins are just playing touch butt in the park, well, I'm going to fucking watch football, you know, like fuck off. So now you got a little competition as football season heats up. Uh, so WWE, it's time to fucking bring it. Bring it. Yeah, I like that. And stop playing touch butt. As we take our leave for the week, we will come back for episode 277 of the Spanish Announce Table. <laughs> The Spanish Announce Table.